Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the country, relative to other cities, in how much... Uh, public art exists and how much free art exists i think that's the critical uh, um point here you know it's 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 uh not you know associated with luxury or you know anyone can come and see it and i think that that is something i've grown up around and that ethos is something that i've always believed in um so i mean i'm hoping that there's this that there will be this shift where other people recognize how important it is I think art is a form of expression for an artist. It is so personal, it's inspiring, thought-provoking. It's like a language in itself that can be interpreted in so many different ways and I believe can change lives. I am so in awe of all the artists that I have chatted with in this series and I have personally learned and gained so much from each conversation and I hope you do the same. So happy listening. Hi everyone. Today I'm in conversation with Ashti Miller. Ashti um is a super talented architect um and she also says that uh she's an architect by day but an illustrator by night. Um and she's also the sole force behind Miller Inc which is a graphic design and illustration studio. So Thank you so much for joining me um Ashti I do appreciate you know the fact that you've just come back from a trip um and as you were saying to me before the conversation started it was a kind of crazy trip so um but thank you anyways for chatting with me so um where should we begin Well thank <laughs> Thanks for having me, Payal. It's really, I mean, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think it'll be great. Super. Um, So a little bit uh, about you, Ashti. I know a little bit about your background. I mean, I know that you're talking to me from Mumbai, and I'm I'm assuming that's that's home for you. Uh, But just a little little background to you would be interesting. Yeah, so... um... Uh, I was born and raised in Mumbai and I live here right now. Uh, I spent uh, five years in the U.S. Uh, studying architecture at Cornell University, after which I worked in the U.S. for a couple of years. And while I was working there, this sort of my interest in uh, illustration really peaked. Even when I was in college, uh, all of my uh, architectural work was sort of, you know, treading this line between architecture and illustration. And that always interested me, you know, this gray area that exists between both the fields. So I started participating a lot in architect open architecture competitions, just, you know, putting my drawings out there and all of my weekends were spent, you know, just kind of tinkering on these very, very detailed drawings. And then I decided to come back. Um, I'm, I continue, I, till date, I'm continuing my job with the same company that I 
was working with in the US. But uh, just as like a hedge, you know, I said, oh, let me just, you know, start putting, start drawing a little bit more and putting it out there on social media and we'll see where it goes. Uh, it was just sort of something to keep me uh, accountable to myself to keep drawing. And being back in Mumbai and, you know, in the art scene that exists in the city, I was very inspired to do that. And then it just kind of started there. And I mean, moral of the story is always put your work out there and you'll be surprised with the end results because that's kind of what happened, you know, just oh, that's, don't. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, so that was like a turning point for you. So obviously yeah. it was a calling which, um, you know, which needed um, some kind of an outlet and uh, you got inspired when you came back to Mumbai. And yes, I do understand that um, the art um, in seen as you put it um, is very very vibrant and there's a lot of talent in the city so <clears throat> excuse me so um, as an illustrator what do you focus on uh, so essentially my illustrations have kind of really evolved with time and uh, you know I, I was always asked this question of like oh what's your primary focus like what's your style and I could never quite answer it I think after a lot of time and you know looking at my original work and how it's evolved into what it is today uh, I think my focus is really bringing this sort of architectural sensibility in a way to the illustrations they come across as very fluid very playful which is not necessarily what one thinks of when they think of architectural representation but the software that I use to even draw these illustrations as architecture software. So there's this sense of like line and form and composition that is very heavily informed by, you know, my profession, my everyday life, what I've studied and, you know, worked at for many years. So I think that in a way, that's my style and that's my focus to really try to blend these two fields. I find that, you know, they're so similar, but still somehow they're kept so separate. So I kind of like this, uh, as I said, you know, this gray area for me, that that's my, uh, that's my interest. Okay, so um, when did art really become a part of your life? So my mom's an artist, actually. Uh, so, and my dad's an architect. So <laughs> I, I grew up, I grew up very much surrounded by these two things. Uh, my mom, uh, when she was raising my sister and I, she used to work from home. So our house was, you know, her studio. It was, for me, at least as a kid, you know, seeing her painting every day in, in the oddest of places, because I think, you know, she she was one of those, uh, she was a, a great, you know, example of a working mom, like, you know, baby yeah. in one hand, like paintbrush in the other kind of vibe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, how she kind of adapted my home space into her art space for me was something that was just as an, as an environment, it just created something so inspiring and uh interesting for me and now I work from home because I work remotely and everything so I, I just I always think of that you know uh that's the yeah, image so that's, you think so that's um that would be your early influence right definitely, just being definitely. surrounded by art and I'm and I'm aware of how talented your mom is I've seen <laughs> of her art and I know her personally as well so um yeah so I can I can understand how that would have influenced you um you know just seeing so much art around you so um did you ever dabble in um like art uh, as in painting or have so I, 
I get asked this question a lot about, uh, you know, if I'm a painter, obviously because of my mom's influence. And uh, oddly enough, my sister, she's she's an architect, but she's the painter. And I feel like uh, there's something about, so how do I put this? So whenever we're asked, I say, no, I'm the drawer and she's the painter. painter. I think okay, that's, that's, there's a distinction. <laughs> those two and like you know even when I'm painting murals I get asked this question like oh you must be a painter right I'm like no 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 like even when I'm painting I'm bringing it, it's you know everything is calculated everything is uh very calibrated because I think uh there's a certain free and that's why even when people ask me if I'm an artist I always say no I'm all I always um I think of myself more as an illustrator and I think the difference for me is the fact how I approach artwork or illustrations, I'll stay away from the word artwork, <laughs> uh, is how an architect does. So for me, that that's not fluid. It's not this, you know, crazy, wild, abstract thing. You know, everything that I do comes with structure. Um, but it's interesting, you know, while I say that, I'm not one of those people who like sketches and researches and kind of plans, but somewhere in my mind, you know, I need structure in my own way, yeah. in my own your unique way to, to so, make that happen. Um, so when you're illustrating, uh, I understand that your influence is completely um, architecture. Uh, but where do you get the inspiration from? Is it, uh, you know, how, what's your process? So my process is a strange one. I always get asked this and whenever I do, you know, like interviews or anything, people are like, oh, show us your early sketches. And, you know, if you look at my sketchbook, it's completely blank. You know, there's a bunch of notes in there, but that's about it. So it's it's a very mental process for me. I think about it a whole lot before I actually start. So, you know, when I receive a brief, I'm constantly, constantly just, you know, thinking through ways of doing it. And for me, the process is, it's very tough for me to describe it because it's one of those things I just start and, you know, it keeps building. So start with one, I start with one small thing, something that just stands out to me, you know, like if there's a list of things, the first thing that really sticks out to me, I'll just start with that and just build out from there. It's a little bit like, I mean, I, I think the reason why I always come back to architecture is because like how architects build plans, right? It's done through a sketch, but you start with one place and kind of build out from there, you know, there's a starting point and then you kind of, once you finish the whole thing, you work back backwards, you know, you go back inwards yeah. and revise. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I go. Um, it's a very uh, non-glamorous. No, uh, no, but I think <laughs> it, it's your, uh, you know, um, the technical side of your brain yeah. that actually um, is where you start the process from because that yeah. comes naturally to you. You know, yeah. I think every, every the funny thing is it's technical and it's artistic in an odd way yeah. because my, yeah. my mom doesn't plan or sketch or do, I mean, abstract art generally, you know, there's a very uh, minimal planning process. And, you know, if I ask her, I'm like, oh, you know, what's the, if I were to ask her this question, like what's the inspiration behind this piece? It's not like she can tell me, it's just some sort of, you know, brainchild of hers that just came together. Like there is thought, and there is this process that goes on internally, but she can't describe it either. So I often think like it's sort of this mix of how both my parents approach their work. You know, it's inherited or observed and learned from them. Right. So <laughs> okay, um, you know, in um, can you sort of explain the difference between mural and graffiti for people who you know people. Sure. 
sort of don't really understand the difference. Um, yeah. I know personally, I know that they're two very different forms of uh, creativity. But yeah. um, if you can just explain it to people who are listening in, because you so, do a lot of murals, right? I mean, I do a, f I wouldn't say a lot, but I do a few. My mural making journey just actually, it was just one year ago that I painted my first one. And there's been a few since then, but uh yeah, I'm not sure if I'm the best person to answer it, but I'll give my best uh, estimation because I don't want to speak for graffiti artists, which I am not. I often associate graffiti with something that's a little bit uh, more spontaneous. It's off the moment. It's off the place. So uh, I wouldn't say that I'm not sure if they plan, but I would assume that there's a little bit of less planning involved. It's a little bit uh, grittier. It's a little bit uh, more... I don't even know what this is word I'm looking for, but it's not coming to me right now. It's uh, I, I think just like off the place, whereas a mural, obviously it has to be contextual, but it's something that's sort of planned, painted, structured, uh, created in, in a way created in the mind of the artist very much in advance. Exactly what I'm talking about right now. Not necessarily. I'm one of those. I severely plan like everything is drawn, decided, colors picked, everything. I think graffiti is just a little bit more spontaneous than that. Um, okay. and you know, um, I think graffiti is a type of mural I don't think murals are a type of graffiti it's one of yeah, those so. actually yeah that makes sense yeah um, so what um, you know in, in India from from like a long time ago uh, people would artists would uh, paint posters like movie posters and you know it could be on a wall or um, it could be on a on a like a billboard but a painted one um, has that changed are they being um, more rec because they're artists and they truly are artists right but I think yeah. they were never really given that kind of um, uh, they were not credited um, as mm -hmm. artists and they were probably just struggling and trying to make two ends meet so do you think that uh, there is a lot more awareness in India now um, because, you know, you do see a lot of um, murals um, in in cities like Mumbai and Delhi mm -hmm. and uh, from, from whatever I have read and heard. So um, is that something which has evolved over the years? Are these artists being given, you know, um, proper credit are they being um are they being paid uh, better for what they're doing so um i mean i completely agree i think as a country we have such a rich history of you know informal art like signboard painting movie posters as you mentioned you know the back of trucks everyone everyone's familiar with the hono okay, please and all the graphics associated with it and I think it's for me that that has always been a source of inspiration because it's the perfect melding in a way of two completely different fields, which is illustration and graphic design, you know, in this sort of architectural realm, because it's out there for people to see like it's so public. Uh, I think this uh, what you speak about when you say the mural, the the visible. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. ability of murals and the existence of murals. I actually think that's fairly new. Uh, you go to other countries and, you know, mural painting is so... It's, it's it's proliferated everywhere. And I think we're, we're at a very exciting time in our country where it's just kind of taking off. Like it's probably about 200, 300 murals here, which is not not a lot when you when you think about it. Um, and there's so much of an interest in it now because we're, we're be almost behind the times that it's an exciting space to be in because it, you're at this, it's like the first person to use social yeah, media. Yeah, exactly. It's like the first yeah. person who discovered like Instagram or something like that. You know, you're at the start of some something completely new and exciting and there's so much room for it and there's so much interest in it and our public spaces could use it so much that uh as i said exciting space to be in i think it's still growing and like all things that grow it's going to take some time for it to monetarily be recognized for what it is like i've i i've had murals of mine painted in other countries and that's you know people see it for as an opportunity to market, you know, they see it as an opportunity, like offices, like putting it in their spaces. And in that sense, you know, those artists earn a lot of money and their work is out there in that public space. I think right now it's still a very much a, um, in our country, it's, it's a public good, you know, you're kind of doing it for the good of the country, which is always great, but I am hoping that soon enough, you know. Yeah, there's... because I think, you know, the artists, um, their their work should be recognized uh not just visually but yeah. also uh you know they i mean at the end of the day everyone needs to live and survive right yeah. so yeah no that's in that's interesting and i hope that um you know artists um uh, th there's such a large community of extremely talented artists who are established uh, yeah. and if you know they can collectively uh, make that effort and uh, and and encourage um, unknown artists to uh, or mural artists or you know whatever you yeah. whatever the terminology is. Um, I think it will it will definitely uh, bring about a change. Uh, one in beautification and two in helping the artists. Um, you know, to develop and to grow and to be financially independent. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm happy to hear that um, there is a, a movement. Um, yeah, it's definitely so, happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, um, do you think 
um, I know you're an illustrator, uh, but uh, somewhere, do you think that art uh, has the ability to transform lives? I've and, always and also kind of you know bring about social change. I've always thought that personally, and maybe it's because uh, I mean Mumbai has so many you know art festivals and things, and there's I mean it, it were quite uh, well placed in the country relative to other cities in how much uh, public art exists and how much free art exists. I think that's the critical uh, um, point here. You know, it's 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 uh, not you know associated with luxury or you know anyone can come and see it, and I think that that is something I've grown up around and that ethos is something that I've always believed in um so I mean I'm hoping that there's this that there will be this shift where other people recognize how important it is to society obviously it's a feel-good thing at the most basic level you know you look at it you feel good but there's also this uh inherent pride that you feel and a sense of belonging I think when you see art that you identify with and uh, when I was painting uh, with Start India and the Goethe Institute in Chennai, we were painting in Kannaginagar, which is basically uh, the la one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, resettlement uh, community uh, for the victims of the tsunami in uh, Chennai. So what tends to happen is that, you know, these people who live in these homes, A, it creates this public space automatically. You know, you paint on a wall, it creates a place where people can gather and that automatically, you know, creating a public space where people... Uh, flock to it creates a sense of safety a sense of community obviously but a sense of safety as well you know safety in numbers kind of situation but also the people who live in those homes and their homes are these contested spaces because they've it's not what where they thought they would be it's not something that they necessarily feel a sense of belonging uh, you know with because it's um, associated with some sort of tragedy or move or displacement so it I think it creates like a sense of pride you know you you have something on your walls that belongs to you as much as it belongs to the artist, as much as it belongs to the organization who's paid for it. So uh, I I think there's so much room to create identity in a country that, uh, and that's why I said it's at the forefront of this mural movement. So mm. the chance to create new identities that are interesting and haven't existed before, I think that's, it's very exciting. And I think people are really tapping into that, which is good to see. That's, that's, yeah, that's interesting. And so it does, um, in your opinion as well, uh, help in bringing about social uh, social change. Definitely. Like yeah. Sassoon Docks, for example, I just painted there again with Start India. And it's one of those, uh, I have, I've lived in Mumbai my entire life and I've never been to Sassoon Docks, which is crazy to me. I'm, it's such a fantastic little, uh, you know, piece of history that has just been preserved almost I mean, as perfectly as it can be without any you know, great attention or heritage uh, attention or, you know, uh, very heavy preservation efforts, you know, it's this little figment of history. And I find that, and obviously I painted there, so I was there all the time, but the types of crowds these places attract, I'm sure 85% of those people have never been to Sassoon Docks. So yeah not only like is it drawing attention to a place that really does need it you know they need support they need help in to ensure that they don't get completely you know obliterated because people are obviously like you know you google Sassoon docs and everything every article this is one of the things when I was researching or looking into it and you know trying to explore themes that I wanted to uh, paint 
every single article talks about the redevelopment of Sassoon docks, like, oh, it should be this, it should be these high-rise buildings, here are some conceptual renderings of the area, there is and nothing. Yeah, and if you can them. just, uh, very quickly for, you know, a lot of people who don't know and yep. are not aware of Sassoon docks, um, yep. if you could just very quickly, uh, you know, describe what Sassoon docks really sure, sure. is. Yeah. So, uh, Sassoon Docks in Mumbai is like a historical dock. It was uh, one of the most successful ports uh, during the British colonial era in of India. Uh, it's also not alone. The entire eastern edge of the city, in fact, uh, is made up of, I think, about 13 to 14. The numbers are vague. Like an entire, it's, it's a chain of docks that connect to one another uh, that form such a pivotal part of history. Uh, development as a country and now obviously you know the trade and things have changed there are issues with the dock that have come up with modernization you know certain ships with the tide it doesn't work there's another port that's been created you know across the water so that's a little bit more suited to large-scale commercial activities so um obviously the docks are still heavily occupied they're still used a lot for fishing populations but that you know considered more underprivileged or so a lot of the structures have fallen into disrepair. There's, uh, you know, people are trying to take it over. The development of the city is crazy at this point. The fight for space is something we've always had, but it's never been quite as in, as intense as it is right now. So uh, that kind of land is just, you know, prized by people. But So you think that um, this particular festival has actually um, got a lot of people who would normally not step into Sassoon Docks to actually come and see what uh, what it is. So in that sense, yeah. again, art has um, been instrumental in actually um, bringing out uh, the plight of Sassoon Docks and, you know, and the community of fishermen, women who live there, right? So, or, Definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah, so that's interesting. I think a lot more of this needs to happen. Um, and, and art clearly has a huge influence in, in bringing about, about change. I personally believe in it as well. So, you know, yep. did you kind of confirm that for me? So um, before, um, you know, signing off, just... Um, very quickly, um, does your art, your illustrations, uh, to you be more specific, you can use either word, I don't mind. <laughs> does it in any way represent something about you personally? It's a very tough question uh, for me personally, because I think I try to keep myself as out of it as I can. And I, I also think that's why, I mean, I know I've played up this distinction between artist and illustrator. Yeah. And the reason why I do it is I think because I make a conscious choice to keep myself out of it in as much as I can. I don't think anyone can fully do that, but I think illustrators to some extent can. Uh, I think the murals are where that really, um, that's really changed for me because there's a, it's not only obviously, there's a, there's elements of every person in every design but murals are so hands-on and they're literally a labor. Like, I feel like they're a labor of my love. Like I look at them and I feel like they're my child, you know, it's that kind of attachment to those. And uh, it's one of the only things I think I've ever worked on in my life. I'm not even 
you know, since my childhood uh, that I've looked at and I've truly felt the sense of awe every time I've gone back. Uh, so I think if if someone wants to see a piece of me, definitely take a look at any of the murals I've done. But uh, I, I, and I can't tell, unfortunately, I can't tell you what it is. Like, it's just, it's it's like... It's just something it's like, which... Yeah, it's just something something from inside me that's that's on there that I, I can see when I look at it. And like people who know me can see it. So it must be there because... <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you while I was researching you, clearly I saw, um, you know, the talent that you have. And, um, and yeah, and you definitely, now that you've... Um, you found um, a, a different way of expression uh, through murals, which is something that you haven't done in the past. I think, um, you know, that that's great because I, I you know, I, I think um, painting, architecture, uh, sculpting, these are all uh, pillars of um, something that kind of makes up uh the term visual arts right mm -hmm. all of these yeah. are the yeah. multiple yeah. pillars yeah so you know so you um you and and i i think you can transcend from one to the other yeah. um which which is the beauty of of visual arts and um and you clearly uh, are going places <laughs> so uh, and i do find that like at least uh the artists that i gravitate towards are the ones who kind of you know, done that. So without, before I was even in architecture, you know, when I was just, as you said, like what were your influences when you were a child? Like everything that I was attracted to was these pieces that were kind of both or many things at once, you know, that's so, and because I feel like that, that's me, like inside I'm like many things at the same time. So maybe that answers your question. That's what I tried to bring yeah. to things, you know, it's yeah. this sort of impression of it's not, it's not what it seems. I, yeah. Yeah. Just no, multi that's, that's, yeah, multi yeah no that's that's interesting thank you so much Ashti I've really you enjoyed this really conversation and uh, yeah and um, you know the next time I'm in Mumbai hopefully we can have a quick catch up that would be great I'd really love that thank you so much your questions were really insightful I was like <laughs> answering them. I always like answering questions that make me think about myself and how I'm thinking because yeah 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 because otherwise you know it's it uh, which is what I enjoy about yeah. my process is that I don't I don't like it to be a Q&A I like it to be as natural and as conversational as possible because then I I feel like I'm also able to bring out um the guests uh, you know yeah. and and a, so many so many 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 guests have said to me that they you know suddenly they're introspecting and saying oh my god why did I not think of that so mm -hmm. um but if it's a Q&A then it's very curated and it just becomes very um very like you know you've it, it's scripted and I yeah. think that part of of it is not my process at all so yeah. I'm happy that you know you enjoyed the conversation I, I did, I did. I did. <laughs> so you take care and, you. Uh, and good luck. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 